0: Over the past couple of weeks, I have reflected deeply about, I can't know the reason why, but I have had a curiosity about what it is about fear and discomfort that I don't like. And I know on some level, it's very obvious uh, why I would not like or not want, and I shouldn't even say like, I should just say in this case, uh, what I don't want more of in my life, what I can find myself very much in resistance to, uh, sometimes fighting against it, sometimes going to great lengths to do whatever it is that I need to do to avoid feeling fear and discomfort. I know that as part of my human journey, and I can't speak for anyone else but but for myself, that there has certainly been plenty of both of these things in my life. There has been fear and there's certainly been discomfort. And I recognize that there are levels of this depending on where people are in the world and what is going on around them. That there are certainly times that are, it is legitimately understandable, at least from my own human perspective, that someone would want to avoid or resist feeling fear or discomfort. But more about what I'm really speaking about today is just more of what I would call the just garden variety. Fear and discomfort—just some of the, what at least to me, seem to be normal, uh, normal uh, occurrences that happen as a result of being human. The past year, especially, I have come more into contact with uh, deeper levels of fear and more intense uh, feelings and experiences. Even more so than feelings, uh, more uh, you know, more acute. Uh, experiences of discomfort uh, with the health challenges that I've been dealing with. But when I take a step back and I really look at why it is that I want to avoid feeling either one of these things, and for me at least, and I don't know if this will resonate with anyone else, but I I have reflected on this enough that I feel uh, moved to share it. In the hopes that it will uh, resonate with someone uh, who is listening to this, and maybe more than than one person, it. What is so difficult, and why I can be so prone to resisting fear and discomfort? In a lot of cases, I do that without even thinking. It's it's just it becomes sometimes very instinctual. I will avoid you know instinctually avoid whatever it is that that I know somehow rationally. Uh, what's going to cause me to feel one or both of these things. And what causes so much of the suffering, and I don't know that this will be a surprise to anyone, but when I really took a step back and took a deeper look at this, it was really very heartening for me to recognize and uh, to see that what wh- you know why I don't want to feel these things is because of the fact that I am thinking. The thoughts that I'm thinking about these things, if I'm feeling fear, you know, if I'm legitimately feeling fear in my body, and something is causing me to be fearful, I, I recognize, and I'm not denying that those emotions are running through me. But what sometimes it is very easy to easy to overlook if I am in the midst of of experiencing and feeling some incredibly strong emotions, I, it can really divert my attention from recognizing and, and awareness which is even more important in this case to not have you know to be in a position where i have no awareness that it is also generating a tremendous amount of thoughts about this feeling of fear and discomfort and this will this will really have a lot of different subtle shades and gradations there can be a lot of different situations uh, the thoughts themselves can be very different in subject and content But they all have one thing and all those thoughts have one thing in common that once those thoughts, uh, once I am believing those thoughts, once I am believing everything or most of everything uh, about what, you know, most of what I am thinking, if I'm believing most, if not all of what I am thinking about what I'm feeling and really believing that and believing that that's the truth. It is going to make it much more difficult for me to have any sort of perspective whatsoever. And what really these thoughts that turn it that you know, cement into beliefs, and I begin to identify myself as a person who is in fear and begin telling myself stories about what it is that I'm in fear of. If I'm feeling physical discomfort or psychological discomfort or emotional discomfort. I can very easily become the person that is experiencing these things, and I'm, I'm literally telling myself stories uh, about what it is that is actually going on with me. And it is those thoughts, and I can't necessarily stop them. I have one of my uh, dear spiritual teachers who once told me, uh, and he said it just like this, that you can't change the mind with the mind. And I'll just pause for a moment. Maybe I have shared this before. I can't honestly can't remember if I have or not. But essentially, what I what I have found that to be true that I cannot will myself, uh, even if I try to set an intention for me to somehow change my thought patterns, or change my thinking, or even for this matter, uh, changing my mind state. Uh, it really is to no avail, because if I if I'm going to do that. I'm going to be thinking thoughts about needing to change the way I think and ultimately I'm trying to use the mind to change the mind. I have never been able to get that to work. I've never had any any success with that. I've never experienced any relief from being able to change my thoughts. The only if there has been relief and there certainly has been if there's been a decreasing of self-inflicted suffering And just a decrease in suffering overall, even if I am, you know, experiencing and feeling things that don't feel good is that I am ultimately recognizing that these thoughts really have a life of their own, so to speak, that I am not trying to uh, to necessarily to uh, I'm not trying to change them. I'm not trying to stop them. It's tempting. And I certainly have tried this many times. And really when I'm in the midst of a lot of self-inflicted suffering, when I'm really in a place where I am not emotionally balanced, where I'm really struggling emotionally, uh, there, it's tempting to want to do that because at that point I'm just reaching for whatever it is I think, i desperately reaching for whatever it is that will make the hurting stop, will make the fear you know lessen or go away, will make the discomfort uh, become eased in some way. Clearly, as a human being, I want to do everything I can to uh, uh, to ease discomfort, and I certainly do want to do that for other people as well. And sometimes, uh, not to get off the subject, but sometimes it is even more painful and more of a challenge to actually sit with someone and be with them when they're experiencing their fear and discomfort. That my human heart breaks because somehow I want to make it better for them. And so I can, you know, can really get into a situation where my thoughts are uh, taking on a life of their own to just be witnessing the fear and discomfort of others. And I know that if I'm really caught up in those thoughts and I'm really having, you know, really these thoughts are seeming, cementing into these beliefs that I'm really believing are the absolute truth. I'm really not going to be of any help or of any good. Any good for them? I won't be able to offer anything because if I'm not free from getting stuck in all of these thoughts and believing that they're true just because I'm thinking them, and if other people are 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 locked in or you know locked in thoughts or uh, you know in caught up in beliefs that are not serving them necessarily uh, in a way that allows them to ease their own discomfort. That I can actually make it worse for them. And I certainly don't want to do that. Because if they're locked in reactivity and I'm locked in reactivity, then I'm having reactions about their reactions. And clearly my, I feel like my heart is in the right place. That's not even a judgment. It's just that I've been in, in enough of these situations to know that I really do want to, uh, to help ease the pain of other people. And, and like many, if not most of us human beings, uh, that want, you know, we want to do that. And just like we don't want to suffer ourselves or or uh, be paralyzed by fear, we certainly don't want to see other people experiencing the same thing. But it's really from the standpoint of mindfulness practice, uh, and ultimately, what generates my ability to cope mindfully uh, in the moment when I'm finding myself, you know, locked in a trance of fear, and uh, I am struggling with my own internal reactions to uh, to, uh, to to discomfort of some sort. Uh, that it's it's really for me about being able to. I, if I can't free myself, I certainly can't help free anyone else. And so, if I can just come back to the practice, which really is very simple, it's not easy to do, and especially it's not easy to sit with the you know feeling extreme fear, and it's certainly not comfortable sometimes. To uh, it doesn't feel good at all to uh, to sit in my own discomfort. ...or to sit with other people in theirs. But sometimes that is just simply what is. And without getting too overly metaphysical, I have found that it to be much more healing to... And I'm not saying that I'm accepting it or that I'm okay with it. I can actually be with myself in my own suffering and be with others in their own suffering... ...even if I don't like it, even if I don't want it. As long as I recognize that the not liking and the not wanting... These sentiments are a result of my thinking, and the thoughts may happen on their own, but as long as I am not giving, I can't make them stop, I can just remember that they are not necessarily my thoughts just because I'm having them. They're not true just because I'm the person thinking them. If I can take a step back and give myself some perspective and to be able to be more of a witness to these thoughts, then I can essentially While it won't necessarily make anything better immediately in most cases, or or sometimes at all, sometimes what is going to be is going to be. And what I've found is that the more thoughts that I engage in about it, the more speculating that I do about it, and certainly if it gets to the point that I am really beginning to form beliefs about it, that I'm holding to is what, what I think the absolute reality is, what, what I think is the absolute truth of the situation, it is really going to put me in a position where I really cannot cope at all. Uh, these things may happen and I can't control them, and sometimes it, 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 it does make it difficult for me to cope. But at the same time, I know that uh, because I can't make it immediately, I can't uh, wave a magic wand and make you know this go away in a lot of cases, the more that I am just simply returning back to that awareness, to to recognizing, yes, right now it, it does feel uncomfortable. Yes, right now I am feeling fear. Yes, I am actually sitting with someone and witnessing the fear that they are experiencing and the discomfort that they might be experiencing, that I can remember through the practice to come back to my own center, to come back to my own heart, and to simply just return back to this practice of being aware of these thoughts and I know that in some cases this may sound like being uh being passive or this may sound like taking a position of passivity and instead of of, instead of doing something about it Uh, if there is something that I can do to ease someone else's suffering or pain uh, clearly I want to do that but I know that I'll be in a much better position to determine if there is anything that I could do, and if I can do it, whether I should do it, uh, there's no way for me to know if I am if I'm lost somewhere else, wrapped up in a lot of thoughts where I can't really be uh, open to whatever intuitive wisdom is coming up through me. And I know metaphysically we could we could speak of this in a lot of different ways, and I don't want to get off into the weeds necessarily and get caught up in the metaphysics of this. What I really want to speak of is that, however it is. That I experience this human life, and I recognize that all that all of us may experience this very differently and may see it very differently that what allows me to come back to the to the place where I can cope most effectively and you know not cause any more suffering for myself or for others is to just simply return back to that recognition and that awareness that yes, these thoughts or what is making it so much more difficult for me. I'm not beating myself up emotionally. I'm not judging myself. I'm just recognizing that as a human being, this is one of the responses that that's available to me. And in a lot of cases, it's very automatic. And if I have done it all of my life, because I can't stop it, and I may do it for the rest of my life, that all I can really do to give myself the ability... To uh, to be to be released from believing that everything I'm thinking about what I'm feeling is true, if I can just actually return back here where I do have perspective here now, where what is it, whatever is happening is happening, and in, in a lot of cases it may not be as bad as I think that it is. And the only way that I can really you know that I can actually see my own perspective and how I think that it is is to really pay attention to my thinking and to pay attention to my own inner reactivity. And if I am reacting in a way, and I shouldn't even say, uh, uh, you know, I shouldn't even speak of this as positive or negative, but it's just, it's simply as a human being, I'm reactive sometimes emotionally. Uh, I've certainly experienced that within others as well. Can't say that that happens to everyone, but that's that has been a very common human experience that I have, have uh, witnessed. And I know at the end of the day, I can't necessarily change that. Sometimes I'm, you know, whether I want to or not, even if I know that the way I'm reacting is not constructive, it, it isn't helpful, it isn't healing for myself or anyone else. Sometimes if I get caught, uh, you know, if I get caught unaware, or if I'm get, if I'm you know caught off balance, so to speak, and I'm not centered in my own being, that that may be exactly what happens. And it, it, while it, if it does happen if i can at least be here and recognize that uh, i you know could be and possibly will be making it worse by really getting putting any energy and time into thinking about what it is that i'm feeling in those moments and i wish that there was some way to uh, to ease or make it where you know i didn't ha- i and other people did not have to experience fear and, and discomfort Uh, I wish that there was something that could be done. And I know even mindfulness practice in of itself will not necessarily guarantee that I'm not going to experience these things. But what it has done and does do for me, and and I really trust that it will in the future. The only way I can trust that it will in the future is that I have to keep practicing. I don't have to, I should say, but I choose to. And at some point, there's not even a choice that's made. And that's one of the other important things I wanted to speak about. I'm practicing to continue to return back to my own awareness, to look as an observer to my thinking. If I do that enough, because I'm practicing it, and I heard a saying once, or several times in my life, we are, ultimately we are what we practice. If I'm going to practice anything, this is what I've chosen to practice. And at some point, I don't have to even actively choose it anymore. It just reflexively happens because I've been in the habit of practicing and There's nothing special or amazing about me. This is available to anyone, but it is just simply about recognizing that there is a dimension to the human experience of fear and discomfort, at least from what I have been through and had many conversations with other people, that uh, one of the, the only way that sometimes I can really do, my, do any good for myself at all and ease my own suffering and pain is to simply return back to that awareness and let whatever it is run its course because it ultimately is just, it is these thoughts and these uh, uh, emotional reactions are just passing phenomenon. What my guru used to refer to as passing show, they come, they go. It's very easy to forget that when I'm really in the midst of something that feels like it's never going to get better, it's never going to change. And sometimes it's very counterintuitive if I am in the midst of suffering, in some cases it's self-inflicted, not always, but I, but I have a choice in that, uh, or I can practice uh, allowing that choice to happen, you know, I, to be made automatically, that I can come back here and recognize that it's my thoughts and my reactions and all the things that I'm believing about these things that actually makes this cut deeper than it actually does already.